Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Today is the International Day of the Girl, and this year the theme is Girl Force, unscripted and unstoppable, which aims to support girls in raising their voices and standing up for their rights. In every country across the world, girls are stepping up and taking the reins on issues that affect them, including right here at home in Australia. The sheep are eating dirt, we're struggling to feed, it's devastating. Today, we speak with two girls who are attending the New South Wales Youth Summit on Living with Drought to find out what it's like to be a girl on the land during times of extreme weather and climate change. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now, you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? I'm not a lone voice. I am many. I am Malala. I am those 66 million girls who are deprived of education. And today, I'm not raising my voice. It is the voice of those 66 million girls. Everyone who has been touched by the cold grip of gun violence understands. Six minutes and 20 seconds with an AR-15 and my friend Carmen would never complain to me about piano practice. Today, Friday, October 11, is International Day of the Girl. And we certainly have a lot to celebrate as far as young women standing up and speaking their truth about issues they're passionate about. Greta, Malala and Emma, who we just heard, are fighting for the environment, for education and for an end to gun violence. There are many other girl movements across the world who are tackling issues like ending child marriage, combating gender violence and making the lives of girls more financially secure. They are the embodiment of this year's Day of the Girl theme. Girl Force. Unscripted and unstoppable. Here in Australia, there's an issue where girls are very rarely heard where their experience has been overshadowed by politics and adult conversation, and that is the drought. We often see and read media reports of failing businesses, starving animals, farmers suffering mental health issues and parched dry land. But what's happening to the young girls who are part of those farming families? In May this year, 98.6% of New South Wales, 65.2% of Queensland, two southern parts of Western Australia, areas of central and eastern Gippsland in Victoria and parts of eastern South Australia were declared as being in drought or water deficient. At this point in time, there's no end in sight. 
UNICEF, the United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund, says the specific ways in which children and young people are impacted by drought is less known and discussed. Given the extent of the drought in New South Wales, this means hundreds of thousands of children and young people are impacted in largely unknown ways. But now, some have had the opportunity to have their say at the New South Wales Youth Summit on Living with Drought, being held at Lake Macquarie. One of them is 16-year-old Kate Curran. Kate lives on a sheep property just outside of Ningen, the geographical dead centre of New South Wales, which has been severely impacted by drought. Kate, what's it been like spending some time off farm for you and away from all that stress? It's been good not having to, like, deal with all the stress of actually being there and, you know, just seeing all the dust and the dryness of my farm. And it's nice being, like, around the water and seeing green again. But also at the same time, it's kind of stressful that I'm not home and helping. But, yeah, no, it's it's good. While Kate is only 16, this isn't the first time she's experienced drought in her lifetime. When she was just three, she remembers helping her mum deliver twin lambs out in a dry and dusty field. Her job was to protect the firstborn from the desperately hungry crows, while her mum delivered the second. Just experiences like that, you lose your innocence pretty quickly. When you are on the farm, is there ever an escape from the drought? Is it there all the time, 24 hours a day? How do you deal with the stress of that? Well, I'm weekly bored, so I only go home on the weekends, so I guess I escape there. But you never really can because it's always in the back of your mind. Like, even at boarding school, I kind of feel useless being there, not being able to help. Do you think, if you have the opportunity to do so, seeing what your family's gone through, do you think you would take on the farm later on in life and stay there when you grow up, or has this experience put you off of farming? I guess it kind of does deter you a bit, but I think you've got to realise that this isn't normal and hopefully it will, you know, improve. Michaela Dodd is also 16 and lives on a cattle farm at Urala just outside of Armadale. Michaela, what's home like when it's not in drought? What home's like is still tough, but we've got grass to feed the sheep, We've got enough water to suffice that we don't have to worry about it. It's beautiful when it's not in drought. It's home. That's how I know home as. So what's it like now that it is in drought? What are the major differences? It's devastating. The sheep are eating dirt. We're struggling to feed. They're getting feed and with the feed they're eating dirt with it as well. It's costing us an arm and a leg to actually give them the nutrients that they need. You're buying feed every month and you're buying it in bulk just to get you through the month. It's barren, dusty, dust storms every day. There's no water in one of the dams. We only have two. And if the second one goes under, then we're basically ruined. What sacrifices are you and your family making just to keep that farm running and bringing all that feed to keep those sheep going? Well, we've stopped going out. We used to go out and just take our mind off it but now we have to stay there make sure everything's okay mum and dad never hold me back but I feel like if I ask for too much that's putting more pressure on them so I'm helping with the property as well as my sisters who are 12 we're all trying to pitch in and do our part so unless I absolutely need it I don't ask how does it feel to see your family struggle like that how do you keep on top of your mental health 
it is a struggle, but this is my release for the week and my sisters have their release when they go to friends' places and mum and dad, I try to give them a release. I'm like, I'll watch the girls go out and have dinner or something, but we can't afford it. Like it's, we're doing the utmost we can to deal with it, but mostly it's having conversations with each other. That's like our family time just to take our mind off it. What should city people know about what's happening in drought-affected areas and is there any way that we can actually help? Well, to help, I would just say in the cities, just watch your water because it is extremely sparse and maybe try and encourage the government to actually send water from places that have a lot of it to rural places like my hometown, Urala, and all around those areas that have no water and are struggling to get it. One of the towns next door to us, like Gyra, it's running out of water by the end of this month and they're already trucking water to it. So I'd just say... When they say thank a farmer for your next meal, just understand where it's coming from, but don't just thank the farmer. Thank the truckie that brought it to you, that took it to the stores. Thank all the people that had to help produce it and everything just to make it your next meal. And also just think about it. If we run out of water, you're not going to have any meat on your plate. You're not going to have any veggies. It's all going to be imported stuff. And our first job is looking after our Australians and where our source of food comes from. And think about the fact that they have an income and a family to support. And if they go under, then a lot of them aren't going to stick around. This drought isn't going away anytime soon. And with many farmers coming to the end of their four-year entitlement to drought assistance, their situations are only going to get worse before they get any better. On this International Day of the Girl, listen to Michaela. Support your locals, because they're the ones that supply your next meal. This episode of The Quickie was produced by Ellie Beatty and Ian Camilleri. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash the quickie. And if you can, shoot us a five-star review in iTunes. We'll be your friends forever. It helps us get into more people's ears.